Thank you for joining Talk Art with Ashley. I'm here to give you artspiration. If this is your first time here, artspiration is my way of finding inspiration to create through art. Again, thank you for joining us. I have a great talk in store for you today. We are going to talk about the art appraisal process. This happens when an expert estimates the value of art. Might be a little dry of a topic, but I thought it was worth digging into so we can find out how professionals appraise art, how they find the value of the art that we're creating. A couple of questions I want to cover today are what is a qualified professional appraiser and how do you find one? What credentials do art appraisers have to determine the value of art? What are the types of appraisals? What factors are considered in the appraisal process? And what are the IRS requirements and penalties? What's at stake here? Qualified professional appraisers working in fine arts are often ex-museum curators and university faculty. They're often highly educated, having their master's or their PhD. They're art historians with years of research, publication, travel, and commercial gallery experience. And they prefer to be on their own as independent contractors. To me, that's just like an artist. I like doing my art alone. Some um, qualifying professional appraisers also teach. Some are brokerages um, in fine arts. Most belong to one of the three professional accrediting organizations which administer examinations and require their members to adhere to strict ethical codes and regularly require recertifying exams in specific fields. You find these professionals by calling the best appraisal organizations to locate the appropriate appraiser in your area of expertise. Here's some of the best appraisal organizations which test and accredit personal property appraisals, appraisers. Um, the American Society of Appraisers, also known as the ASA, the Appraisers Association of America, the AAA, and the International Society of Appraisers, ISA. These qualified appraisers most likely have a bachelor, at least a bachelor's degree in art history, fine arts, or related field. Um, they have knowledge of the tax laws related to the to art appraisals and insurance. They're knowledgeable on art history, and they could have a certification. It's not required. There's three types of appraisals that I'd like to share with you in this podcast. Fair market value, replacement value, and marketable cash value. What matters in setting fair market value by professional fine arts appraisers is what a person with the money is willing to pay for the artwork when he or she knows all the facts about it and is under no pressure to buy or sell. So if you're just walking down the street and you see something that you like and you have money in your pocket that could potentially buy a nice piece of art and you know about it, you've you've known about this artist, what are you willing to take out of your pocket and pay for that right then? What do you know that it's worth that you could Um, Fair market value is a hypothetical value. 
It's the price at which the property would change hands between a willing buyer and a willing seller, neither being under any compulsion to buy or sell and both having reasonable knowledge of relevant facts pertaining to the art. Replacement value is the amount of of money that an owner will charge for a desired item on short notice. It's usually high-end retail value. There is usually a very great distance between fair market value and replacement value, two important value types in the world of personal property appraisal. It is important to distinguish between them and to have the skills to do that in a written report. Paintings and sculptures are often one-of-a-kind items and are not replaceable from a cache of exact replicas in a manufacturer's catalog or warehouse. So replacement value has to be based on the current retail value of some very similar work of art. Marketable cash value is the value realized net of expenses by a willing seller disposing of property in a competitive and open market to a willing buyer, both being reasonably knowledgeable of all relevant facts and neither being under constraint to buy or sell. So you have an art gallery you know that you want to sell it for this amount and that it's compared to other artists this is a fair amount Um, it's what you could sell it for on the market determining the value can sometimes be a lengthy process for appraisers it's not something that you want to rush the appraisal methodology for personal property including works of art is not so different from that used to determine the value of real property It is based on careful examination of the property in question. Everything is examined, studied, and described in writing. Such considerations as style, condition, previous ownership, authorship, subject matter, size, authenticity, all play a role in assigning a value. Once the appraiser knows the art that he or she has to work with, they can decide, determine which marketplace this art would belong to. They would then compare the art that they are appraising to similar artwork. During this process of identifying and analyzing comparable sales, the appraiser may consult experts or art historians specializing in a particular period or style. They may ask questions of museum curators, commercial gallery personnel, auctioneers, artists, and technicians, such as employees in bronze foundries, printing shops, architects, and graphic designers. Sometimes there may be need for technical analysis of paint or canvas or infrared or ultralight examination to assist with determining condition or authorship. Sometimes x-ray is necessary to answer questions that affect value. For some works of art, the appraiser will consult the art loss registry and other databases to try to determine if the work was stolen. After after deciding what kinds of questions to ask and what market to consult, the appraiser will perform the research and will gather data to guide in estimating what the subject work of art would sell for in the appropriate market at a given date. The appraiser will consider levels of taste, availability like objects, rarity, cost of cleaning or repair if needed, and the history of sales of close comparables. 
they'll summarize these findings in a narrative that will serve as a convincing argument to defend the assigned assigned value for that particular work of art. The appraisal process calls for due diligence and considerable skill in carefully examining the subject work of art, properly identifying the work of art, author style, medium, support, date, quality, then determining which of many is the relevant market, selecting appropriate comparables, analyzing the subject work of art and the comparables, adjusting for differences between the two, drawing value conclusions from these analyses, and writing a convincing narrative to defend the conclusion in a report. Deductions for contributions of paintings and other objects of art should be supported by a written appraisal from a qualified and reputable source, unless the deduction is $5,000 or less. If you claim a deduction for $20,000 or more for your donations of art, you must attach a complete copy of the signed appraisal to your tax return. A photograph of the object must be provided upon request. If you claim a deduction of $50,000 or more, you you can request a statement of value from the IRS for a user fee of $2,500 in addition to providing a copy of a qualified appraisal of the item. Qualified appraisals in terms of the IRS must include the following. One, a description of the property in sufficient detail for a person who is not generally familiar with the type of property to determine that the property appraised is the property that was or will be contributed. Two, the physical condition of any tangible property. Three, the date or expected date of contribution. Four, the terms of any agreement or understanding entered into or expected to be entered into by or on behalf of the donor that relates to the use, sale, or other disposition of the donated property, including, for example, the terms of any agreement or understanding that temporarily or permanently restricts a donee's rights to use or dispose of the donated property, earmarks donated property for a particular use or reserves to or confers upon anyone other than the donee organization or an organization participating with the donee organization in cooperative fundraising, any right to the income from the donated property or to the possession of the property, including the right to vote donated securities to acquire to to acquire the property by purchase or otherwise, or to designate the person having the income, possession, or right to acquire the property. Five, the name, address, and taxpayer, identification number of the qualified appraiser, and if the appraiser is a partner, an employee, or an or an independent contractor engaged by a person other than the donor, the name, address, and taxpayer identification number of the partnership or the person who employs or engages the appraiser. Six, the qualifications of the qualified appraiser who signs the appraisal, including appraiser's background, experience, education, and any membership in professional appraisal associations. Seven, a statement that the appraisal was prepared for income tax purposes. Eight, the date or dates on which the property was valued. Nine, the appraised fair market value on the date or expected date of contribution. 
10, the method of valuation used to determine fair market value, such as the income approach, the comparable sales or market data approach, or the replacement cost less depreciation approach. And 11, the specific basis for the valuation, such as a specific comparable sales transaction. When appraisals are prepared incorrectly, an appraiser can be obligated to pay a hefty penalty, up to 125% of the income received for the appraisal. Not only that, they may be subject to a civil penalty for aiding and abetting as understatement of tax liability and may have his or her appraisal disregarded. It's good to take in the facts of knowing what is possible that could happen if you do something wrong. So I thought this was interesting knowing that appraisers are held accountable to the appraisal process and it protects the consumers. Like I said in the beginning, appraisals can be a lengthy process, but it's good to know what to expect when you're an artist or when you're buying art when it comes to the appraisal process. I hope you enjoyed this episode.